Welcome to the Teaching Self-Government Podcast with Nicolene Peck. Improving your life, uniting your family, changing the world. Welcome to the Teaching Self-Government Podcast. I'm Nicolene Peck, and I'm joined here with my daughter, Paige Peck. Hi, everyone. Hey, Paigey. How are things at college today? College is good. Good. Glad to hear it. All right. Well, this Teaching Self-Government Podcast is all about everything related to, guess what? Self-government. Wow. Yeah, self-government. So self-government, maybe I'm just going to throw you a, a, a pop quiz question, Paige. I'm ready. Yeah, okay. So self-government, we know what it is, but can you describe what it is by telling what it's done for your life? Mm. Ooh, that is a very good question. Self-government has helped me to be able to properly analyze my own behaviors and help me to see that I don't have to be necessarily emotionally connected to them and that I can still function properly without freaking out. I guess you could say that's not very well worded, but that's kind of what I mean. <laughs> I'm glad that we just said freaking out yeah. on the podcast. I think that's so great. So what, what I hear you saying is that Self-government for you means that you can take an honest look at yourself and you end up feeling free or liberated and empowered. Mm -hmm. right? Yeah. And, and not I just myself, but others too. Cause I know recently I've been helping or there've been situations where I've been helping other people. Uh, they'll do something and they'll like start beating themselves up about it. And I'm like, Hey, 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 like you don't have to do that. I'm like, yeah, it's good to recognize when something's wrong, but it's okay to not be, emotionally attached in that way. So what you're saying is you've learned that it's okay not to be perfect. That you don't you don't have to be a perfect person, but you're going in a good direction, but it's also okay to correct yourself when it, something needs to be corrected. Yeah. And you and you don't have to take it personally. You can decide, "No, it's okay." Yeah, you just say, right. "Oh, that was a stupid decision." Okay, well, let's fix it. Moving on, new decision. There yep. you go. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty much. <laughs> that's great. Why allow yourself to get emotionally stuck on it? Now, that's easier said than done, right? That's easier said than done. Right. Now, Most today, people don't know how to do that. No, because you have to actually learn it. It's mm -hmm. a skill that you learn. There might be a couple of people who can do that. But, you know, a lot of times they think, well, if you just completely disconnect and you put up walls against everything, then you're not going to have, you're not going to be affected emotionally, but that's not necessarily healthy either. Like you need to no. acknowledge regular life. You need to acknowledge, oh, I do have an emotions. I do have feelings and such. Yeah. But you have to be emotionally connected enough to feel remorse and guilt if you do something wrong or to feel those emotions, but you have to be disconnected enough to not take it personally. Yeah. And I don't even know if we want to call it disconnected, but it's just allowing yourself the freedom to change and grow and to not have to be perfect to begin with, mm -hmm. you know? And I think, wow, this is a really different, different version of the definition than we've ever come <laughs> up with before of what self-government is. But I think it gets to the, to the real heart of it, that this is about your heart. This is about you going in a forward direction, a good direction. It takes fine tuning all the way along the way. That's what self-government means is that you're willing and 
and happy to fine tune yourself all the way along. And a person <laughs> learns to do this because they're trained, which means if we want our children to learn to do this, guess who gets to learn to do it too? We do. Dun, 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 dun. Yeah, we get to learn to do it too. So that's exciting. We are going to be talking about criticism today, and criticism might be more than you think it is. I think we have, when we hear the word criticism in our mind, like just think of that word, criticism. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, some people I think immediately go, ugh, I don't like that. That's, that's not a good thing. Don't even bring that word near me. Don't even do it to me. <laughs> you know, I mean, I think we just automatically get on the de the defensive. Our society has created that with criticism, but let's talk about it deeper today. And we're going to see if we can peel back some layers and figure out how criticism might even have a good side. No. No, I know. I know. <laughs> anyway, so let's let's see if we can Shocker. figure Yeah, I know. Let's see if we can figure that out. But first, as with tradition, until we run out of activities one day, which could happen. <laughs> I think we do a lot of stuff, but whether we can remember them after all these years or whatever. But I've got a fun one today. Ooh, fun please one do today. tell. Paige, do this one on a date. It's gonna be awesome. <laughs> finger painting with pudding oh yeah i love that i know and we paint i can to... eat i know we did used to do that do you remember that not really you don't oh we totally did that okay so i'm a like i have i have faint ideas and faint yeah, remembrances a, but i'm a homeschooler and i got that idea out of a book for toddlers years and years ago it was <laughs> called the, the toddler's busy book and then there was another one called the preschooler's busy book and i would pull little educational activities out of this book to do with my children and you were my children you were one of them and That's so deep right there <laughs> I know. and that was one of the activities that we actually did many times as a family and i'm pretty sure you did it one time on a date or maybe you just did regular finger paint it was just yeah normal finger painting with i think it was oh. acrylic paints okay well anyway it is a super fun activity kind of gets in touch with your art side but also yeah you can lick your fingers <laughs> pretty great it tastes good because you can lick them no matter what but this one actually tastes good yeah exactly but you got to put uh, it on the right surface so you're going to want to use parchment paper or waxed paper or butcher paper could you do or... tin foil you probably could do tin foil but Tin foil changes when it gets liquid on it a little. I mean, maybe that would be fine. I actually don't think I would like to eat it off the tin foil. I don't oh, love you eating off tin foil. So that's just me. So paper just is more my happy place. You could use paper plates or whatever else. But um, anyway, that's that's a fun one for you. Finger painting with pudding. And just so you know, it really does work better with chocolate pudding or like <laughs> pistachio pudding. Something has got a color to it the vanilla pudding doesn't give quite the wow factor <laughs> that the chocolate pudding does anyway it's like drawing on a white piece of paper with a white crayon it just doesn't work it's just not yeah i mean it's yeah okay well anyway there's an activity <laughs> for you hopefully that'll be fun hopefully that'll be fun it was my time my turn to come up with one that's what we did okay so criticism 
what is criticism page when people think of criticism what's the first kind of definition or thought that pops out of their head negative judgment that is vocalized in some way negative judgment that is vocalized in some way whether it be verbal or body language or um emotions stuff like that all right so i went super in depth and i googled the word criticism because well, <laughs> google is in depth super yeah anyway and it said the expression of disapproval of someone or something based on perceived faults or mistakes so there you go so it is like she said this feeling of being judged okay the expression of disapproval of something and and that just that just has the the word itself has this negative connotation to it right mm -hmm. so that's what we think now now here's the thing when i googled it because i've actually looked up the word criticism many times over the years in fact i've done whole classes on criticism and when I just Googled it, because I was like, well, I need a definition. I'll just Google it really fast, copy paste. <laughs> you know, that will be easy to stick into my notes. And I was not satisfied with hmm. that definition. Well, it makes sense because when you have self government, you tend to see a broader spectrum of things and both sides of things. Yeah. Well, and criticism who says it's bad like it's just you know. been perceived as bad for a long time well it's been i mean i actually don't i think it's a pretty modern thing because in webster's 1828 dictionary let me just read you the definition oh it's like one of my favorite books it is one of my favorite books too we must be related okay it's quite possible <laughs> okay so here's the definition it says the art of judging with propriety of the beauties and faults of a literary performance or of any production in the fine arts as the rules of criticism so we're talking about fine arts like uh, you know dance drama art or whatever and it says the act of judging the merit of a perform a performance to remark on beauties or faults. Ooh, that's a big one. On beauties and faults. Beauties and faults. And these and this is um observation. It's called critical observation, verbal or written. Mm -hmm. So some authors, you know, share criticisms of things. And some criticisms are candid. Okay. And it does say they can be severe, right? So um it's possible that a criticism is is wrong but i love how this says remark on the beauties and the faults okay so i guess in a way it's saying that criticism is both praise it can be praise and correction oh we have all met people that cannot accept positive criticism oh your hair looks so nice today no, oh things like i just woke up and i threw it up blah 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 yeah or like or like the the um you know the newlywed couple the husband says to the wife you are so gorgeous not right now i'm not i don't even have my makeup on i don't have anything done i whatever 
ah, you just want <laughs> like a, a wife like that. You're like, what are you doing? You just ruined the romance. You just ruined the moment. Why are you doing that? And I'm not saying I'm there for everybody's moment like that. I just know that things like that happen. Yeah. You know, people tell me stories. Anyway, so yeah, we all know people who have not accepted our praise or our thanks, the things that we have wanted to share with people. So um, that is not accepting positive criticism. And we know that criticism, actually, the positive kind and the negative kind are going to be happening all the time. Mm -hmm. That's just part of life. All the time. So why do you imagine, let's just put ourselves in other people's heads. Why do you imagine a person would not want positive criticism? Maybe because they don't believe it themselves. And so when someone says that, they tell themselves that it's not true. Yeah, possible. I, I think so. I think a lot of people have low opinions of themselves, you know? Yeah. And I think that's natural to some degree, but cause like you always want to analyze yourself and see where you can improve, but that's different than looking down on yourself. Yeah, I think so too. I also think that people are not actually used to accepting positive, um, critique attention that's the word ah. i was thinking yeah but critique yeah of course but like just getting positive attention some people they don't they're not used to it they don't want it you know well, and i can, that want I can all relate of to it. that so like i know for me unless i'm on stage i don't necessarily like people to you know overly notice me and then tell me you know I've gotten really good at saying oh thank you so much you know I appreciate that but if I'm not doing a performance that I've planned you know it's it's a little harder to accept praise for things that people perceive that I've done well I think people don't know what to say after yeah. I think that's one thing that happens is you know because if you've done a performance you know people are going to come to you and with the critique of your performance mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and then you're going to say oh okay well thank you oh i'm glad you liked that part or, or oh whatever. thank you for that bit of advice yeah when you've actually done something that somebody you know is planned like that mm -hmm. but when something's not planned and you get a critique maybe it kind of throws people off a little maybe you know? like, or when you don't know what to say after. The spotlight when they're not planning on being in the spotlight yeah when you just look at a person and you say you know you are such a fun person to be with, blah, 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 blah. And they're like, okay, I really want to say something nice to you right now, but I haven't been thinking in that direction. <laughs> and so, and, and so, you know what the best thing to do is, is to say something like, wow, that was really kind to say. You just said such nice things to me. I didn't know you were sitting there appreciating me like that. that that's really humbling. <laughs> you know, I mean, all I, you just have to comment on the fact that they commented. You know, yeah, yeah. Saying, oh, thank, thank you, you. <laughs> yeah, just thank you. But a lot of people don't know what to say, and I think that's a hard thing. So, why are people? So that's why people might be afraid of positive criticism. Why are people afraid of negative criticism? 
because it points out the flaws in themselves in themselves yeah yeah and so it's hard to accept the fact that you have flaws obviously you know you have flaws but you're trying i would say most people try to live their life in a way where they either try to hide or genuinely fix those flaws i would think the majority hide yeah especially because fixing can take time right but it's really refreshing when you meet a person who just wants to fix mm-hmm. isn't it that, that to me is refreshing. When I meet a person who's like, oh yeah, I've been working on this fly. I've been making some, <laughs> you know, progress and I'm really excited because I made this progress about it. And they can just talk openly about their life, their desires, their dreams, their everything. That's when you know you've really found a friend, right? Yeah. When that who doesn't person- judge themselves for what they're working on. They're just like, well, I'm working on it. It's a work in progress and we'll get there when we get there. Well, yeah, but they tell you about their successes and their Mm -hmm. failures, right? But not expecting any praise. No, it's just a talk. Yeah. Just a conversation that you have. Yeah. But I think a lot of people view criticism as an attack because people often use it as attack, Mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. They wrap their emotions up in it and they use it in a manipulative way that seems like they're trying to control another person's emotions feelings actions mm-hmm. relationships because it's well, if control- you can criticize someone quote unquote with you know the modern terminology and meaning then you have control of their emotions or you can at least instigate some emotion okay so so a person has to allow you to have that control though right 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 but most people don't know how to not allow someone to have that emo- control over them Right. And that's when they say stuff like, Ugh, I can't ever do anything right. They, they don't like me. They, whatever. And, and, and all of a sudden it's because what somebody else did that made your life so bad. Right. Interesting. So people don't like criticism because it's not usually done correctly. Right. So when well, you know, mean- the term constructive criticism is thrown around, but that could mean something completely different. Well, okay. Thank you for saying that because that's true. Constructive criticism. So I think we started to realize as a society, criticism was not being represented fully. Okay. It was like, either you're being critical or you're not, (laughs) which which means you better not talk about anything I do. Nothing. You Mm -hmm. just leave me alone. Never have an opinion. Never look at what I do. I'm doing. Never mind the fact that I want everyone to look because I post it all on social media. But you better (laughs) not look, and you better not be critical, right? So everything was like being critical is bad. Being critical is bad. Criticizing anything is bad. And whenever I hear that, I just laugh my head off because I I think to myself, can you actually walk down a street? Say you're going on a little walk right now during COVID, okay? (laughs) And can you walk down the road and just not go, oh, wow, that's a really pretty rose bush. Oh, that's, that is a very, very mangy dog, you know? (laughs) Everything is critiqued, whether you like it or not. You just do, like everyone does. But that doesn't mean you're judging it right? No, you're just observing. Right. So I think somewhere along the way, somebody said, well, um, 
you know, I mean, criticism might actually have a good side, but let's just call it constructive criticism. Constructive criticism means you're building somebody up though, because that's like a, it's a building term, right? Right. Right. And I think, I think that term has been used to say, Hey, we're going to give you criticism and critique, but just try not to take it personal. Yeah. Which is actually a good piece of advice. Well, yeah, but it's also like, Hey, this might come off sounding as awful and very judgmental, but don't take it personal. Yeah, because you could just say, no, that was just constructive criticism. Really? Is that why you narrowed your eyes at me? Yeah. (laughs) And you used that tone like I was a little peon and you were the (laughs) all-knowing. Is that why? It was constructive. Oh, I see. So because you're calling it constructive, because it's it's in my best interest, then it must be okay. Right? Interesting. No, but but at the same time, is there such a thing as a good criticism? I think. Oh, yeah. I think that's, you know, an important thing. So what, well, well I was just say, like growing up there, you gave me a lot of positive, good, quote unquote, constructive criticism. I mean, daily. Well, yeah, we won't go into the details of that, but yes. <laughs> well, I mean, because there's so many different ways that a person receives criticism. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. You know, like. Like, when do you criticize? Whenever you praise somebody? Well, hopefully I was praising you yeah, six to ten times. Yeah, that's a critique. Yeah, when else do you praise, or when else do you criticize someone? Uh, when you're analyzing something that's happening. So mm-hmm. anytime we might talk about, well, this is what happened, and here's the story. What about when I have to correct someone? That can be taken, you, that's in the camp of criticism, because I'm saying this is what happened wrong, right? Yeah, well, I think the difference between most people's critique and criticism versus say someone who is self-governed and someone who does have the skills is that a lot of it is just analysis and helping like say a parent helping a child analyze their behaviors and not condemning their behaviors oh yeah so so, true yeah and so a lot of it i know you know i made so many mistakes growing up um i mean that's just child i know that's just part of growing up and learning (laughs) (laughs) but instead of you saying Paige, why did you do that? Like, that's not okay. You would pull me aside and say, hey, you know, just a few minutes ago, you did this, that, and the other, and, you know, that's not okay. Those things are, they're not kind, or, you know, they they don't make other people feel happy, and they don't help you. And so, you know, you've earned an extra chore because of that, which was, you know, a very common family consequence for us. (laughs) <laughs> yes yes common. heard that one a lot but uh, <laughs> but um it wasn't you know like I said earlier it wasn't condemning it was helping to analyze and to describe yeah but description without judgment but what I'm hearing you say is like in your tone too as you're talking about this is you actually have fond memories of being corrected you didn't feel like it tore you down judged you but that it felt in a different way too mm-hmm. yeah. yeah i would say instead of tearing down it was like taking a little piece of sandpaper and smoothing out some rough edges yeah and so you felt like that was okay yeah and really i think when people say c- constructive criticism that's probably what they want it to be that's what they're shooting for yeah 
Yeah. But just because you, just because you want someone to make a change and you think they need to, or you care about them a lot at the moment you're telling them to make a change doesn't actually mean that the criticism comes across as constructive. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Because, Because your tone, you know, of the whole thing is actually a big part of what happens with the processing of the interaction that you're having. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, you can praise someone and it can come across as not sincere at all. Yeah. And because you, you just are going through the motions, you can correct someone and it can come across as hostile. It's true. But you it, can also do both of those things and it can be beautiful. It's criticism. all in your tone of voice and your in the intent of your heart. Yeah, I mean, word choice is important too, but well, that tone yeah. <laughs> and heart, you're right, is super important actually. So let's talk about some of the things that we do. Um, I'm really glad that we're touching on not feeling attacked by criticism, but I think it's important for us to mention that accepting criticism is actually a life skill, mm-hmm. right? It's a life skill. So there's a skill that I taught my children that Paige learned called how to accept criticism. Yeah. And there's four steps to accepting criticism. What are those steps, Paige? You look at the person, keep a calm voice, face and body. You say, okay, Uh or ask to disagree appropriately. And then you drop the subject. Yeah. And then you just drop the subject. You just don't sit and think about it. You don't take it personally. You decide, oh, that's something I need to think about. That's something I might even talk to them about. (laughs) I need to make a little change or do I? Let me think about it. But you don't, but you don't have to say this has something to do with my value. I'm a good person or I'm not a good person. I'm better than others or I'm never going to measure up. It has nothing to do with any of that. Right. Mm -hmm. And I think that's a big help. So Sometimes in life, people are not going to deliver criticism properly. Yeah, it's, it's going to happen. <laughs> it's going to happen. I remember I loved choir when I was in high school. And I'm, I've always loved singing and loved choir. That doesn't mean I'm as good as you, Paige. But <laughs> I like okay, it. I'm not judging. Yeah, good. But I like it nonetheless. It's fun. And, um, but I remember I had this choir teacher. He was amazing. Absolutely. Very perfectionist though. High level, high bar. And we loved him for that. And we were like, we knew we were one of the best choirs in the whole state, you know, maybe even nationally. We, we would win all kinds of things. And it was a, we were a really amazing choir. People would come from all over to be in this guy's classes. And I like, they would transfer schools just so they could be in his choir. I mean, it was a really neat program. And <laughs> wow. And, and yeah, he was really incredible. Anyway, but every once in a while, when he was correcting us, it would just be like, what are you doing? Sopranos, what are <laughs> you doing? Like all of a sudden he would just like snap. He wasn't usually like that. He was usually totally patient and whatever. And we admired this guy. He was like just one of those teachers that sticks out in your brain forever, you mm-hmm. know? And I mean, um, obviously. Yeah, obviously. (laughs) But every once in a while, he would like give you a dirty look or he would say something like that. And you'd find yourself going, 
what is up with that communication? <laughs> but then because you cared about him so much and because the majority of the time that didn't happen, we just like give him a free pass most of the time. You know, <laughs> like we, might, we might talk about it after like, whoa, he lost it at the Sopranos. Like that was, you know, like he totally snapped. Did you see that? You know, and we might mention it to each other as students, but he got a free pass. It still was like, oh no, he's the best. Um, but I think it was because he had taught us how to accept his criticism mm -hmm, mm -hmm. ahead of time. He didn't give us a skill set, but there was a pattern yeah. for accepting his criticism that he had taught us that it was healthy to accept his criticism because it almost always felt like we were improving and it was good and it was, and it was safe, if that's a good word to use. Yeah. But, and so when occasionally a couple of those moments would happen, we'd be like, well, he's human and we just need to accept the criticism. Mm -hmm. And mm -hmm. we actually didn't take it personally. Well, I, okay. I'm speaking from personal experience. <laughs> I say, I'm sure there are a few people that did, but <laughs> actually I do know that there were a couple of people that did that really truly did not have enough skin to take any criticism <laughs> well. And that's just how it goes. But I felt like he groomed us pretty well that if that ever were to happen, we were going to take it in stride. And to his credit, he oftentimes would apologize. He'd be like, I'm sorry, guys. I just totally lost it there. That's not the way to handle this. He would correct himself in front of the group. I mean, he was a really principled individual. And when I think of that, I think, you know, what a great example for all of these high school kids to be seeing this person correct himself, critique himself. Mm -hmm. And you're correcting yourself. You're giving yourself criticism, Right. Right. And, and being humble and accepting and moving on. Anyway, so you have to have a skill. So if you have a skill for how to accept criticism, which is a vital skill to have, then you're going to be able to drop the subject, even if the person giving the criticism is not doing a very good job. Right. <laughs> because sometimes they don't. Sometimes you'll get that boss that is just like, ooh, that one boss, you know? That you just don't like very much. Yeah, I was having a talk with a person the other day about their boss, and they were like, I love my job, my career. I've been to school for this career, and I love it, and I love the work I do, but my boss is a psychopath. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, no. And so this guy was like, I don't know what to do. I am the target. He targets me for everything. But I love my job and I love my career and I don't think he should have to, you know, chase me out of my career. Mm -hmm. And I thought, so this guy has to just accept criticism. Oh, again, yeah. Again, again, accept all of it again, again, again. Then there's a point where you get a new job, okay? <laughs> You're like, okay, we're done now. <laughs> don't let it ruin you, you know? Don't let it ruin you. Don't feel like you have to put up with abuse because there's a point where if that person really is a psychopath, sorry, you're getting abused and you need to get away. And that's how it goes. But, um, or get them fired. <laughs> I mean, if anyone will believe you, psychopaths play some pretty crazy games. But yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, sometimes you get a new job because abuse isn't worth it. But, but if a person is just really a little more out of control, you still have to decide to keep yourself where you want you, you to be, which means you've got to be able to accept criticism. Yeah, and that's a lot of self-control. Self-government. Oh, no, that is what we're talking about. <laughs> what? No. Like, accidentally got there. <laughs> it has come full circle. <laughs> exactly. 
<laughs> exactly. That never happens. We no, never just never. find ourselves talking about self-government. You guys, <laughs> self-government is in everything. Okay. Self-government truly is in everything. When you look at the whole world around you and you see a problem, uh, well, this is what I do at least. I can say to myself, what self-government principles or skills do I know that can help me handle that problem? And there are so many times, almost every single time, nearly, honestly, every single time where I can say, you know what? I just need to be able to accept a no answer right there. You know, I think this is one of those cases where I need to disagree appropriately with that person. Mm -hmm. You know, I think I need to do a self-correction or you know what? <laughs> even though I'm not that person's parent and they're actually an adult, I need to do a version of a correction here, but I know a way to do it that will make them not necessarily know I'm actually doing a correction, but hopefully <laughs> they will like just get it because I, I have those skills in place and those principles that I understand too. Like, you know, when I'm talk to them, talking to them, I'm going to have this tone where I'm really seeking to understand. I'm going to really try to understand them the best I can. Because that's me also self-governing my mm -hmm. tone, my intent of everything. Self-government is in everything because you know what? Relationships are in everything. Yeah, it's very true. Problem solving is in everything. It's almost as if. And so is criticism. It's so true. It's around us all the time. Mm -hmm. It's almost as if we are here to criticize ourselves and things around us. Well, how do we learn what's right and wrong? We have exactly. to experience I, things. I was going to say, then we decide what's, you know. Yeah. <laughs> like right, wrong, good and bad, true and false. Those are all things that have to be done through critique, through criticism. Yeah. Otherwise there really isn't any right, wrong, good. And bad, if there is no true, right or wrong, false. then why on earth are we here? Now, obviously, there are preferences, which is not the same as something being right or good. Right? right. There's, I like this over this. Yeah, which is just a preference. Yeah. Yeah. So, it's But like that's, that's also a, a critique thing. because you have reasons why you like something more than something else. Yeah. I, I mean, so even if you cross out of the realm of right, wrong, good, bad, true, false, you still find yourself in a place where you're critiquing. Mm -hmm. So I think for a person to have a goal, let's just say it's not a good goal or a realistic goal or a, a healthy goal for a person to say, I'm never going to criticize anything. I will not critique. That means you will never, ever have an opinion. <laughs> That's and that hard. Means, and well, and that also means no one will ever be able to talk to you. It's true because if you're just ambiguous and have no opinion, then you're kind of boring to talk to anyway. Yeah, like people actually are interesting because they tell you, I like this better than something else, mm -hmm. you know, or whatever it is. So it's important to embrace your ability, God-given ability to <laughs> critique. <laughs> well, if you think about it, even he does it. You know, he gave us right and wrong to choose from. Yeah. Absolutely. That's so true. So no matter where we go, no matter what we see or do, there is, there's always, because there are opposites, because we know there are opposites, there's light and there's dark, there's good and bad, there's up and down, there's happy and sad, because there's opposites, we know that somehow critiquing or analyzing is a principle that is just foundational. Like you can't get rid of it. We didn't make it up. It's not necessarily bad. Right. It, it just is. Good. 
Yeah, it just is. And so you have to learn what to do with it mm-hmm. and how to handle it when and it how comes to master away. it. Yeah. 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 I think so. Wow. Oh, this has life been so skills. fun. Life <laughs> skills. Not us. We never talk about life skills. No, no, no. Never. <laughs> anyway well it's been a fun time talking with you today Paige about criticism and you know what I'm just going to give you an a criticism right now in front of everybody else and that is you gave some great insights today thank you for that well thank you I appreciate that yeah absolutely all right well we will talk to you again next time if you want more information on self-government skills go to teachingselfgovernment.com and hopefully your day will be critiqued by you later and you will decide it was a great one (laughs) amen to that bye-bye bye You've been listening to the Teaching Self-Government Podcast. For more information and resources to help unite your family, visit teachingselfgovernment.com.